Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. We are going to preview the women's events for the U.S. Championships on today's pod. Scheduling update. We're not doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're going to go Monday, Tuesday because we're traveling on Wednesday. So today will be the women's preview. Tuesday will be the men's preview. We're traveling on Wednesday, and then the meet starts Thursday, and then we're going to go four straight days of reaction podcasts. Gordon, how are you feeling on U.S. Champs Week, my friend? I'm feeling great. I'm excited. It's uh, Now there's no excuses. Every time someone runs, there's always like, this isn't the race that matters. I'm always building towards USA's. Now okay. losing matters, and it's exciting because losing finally matters. And we get to see people's dreams come true. People's uh, world get destroyed. I don't know. Maybe I'm not wow. looking forward to that Very part. Dramatic. I'm not looking forward. I'm not Jeez. looking forward to people's worlds getting destroyed. I take that back. But you know, it's fun. Not fun, but like it matters, and that's what sport makes sports great. It's when it matters, and mm-hmm. these races are going to matter, and it's going to be cool to see people we don't expect finish top three and. It'll be interesting seeing yeah. a favorite fall out of the top three. Uh, maybe this will be their last race of their career. You don't know. So I'm excited all around, and um, I'm excited to dive into these women's events and uh, see how you see them and see if it's any different from the way I look at it. So we're going to do each event. We're going to talk about who we think the favorite is, a sleeper, and then make a top three pick. We're going to do that with all the – running events, save for the 10K, because it's obviously already happened. And then in the field events, um, going to say winners in all of them. Although I, I kind of had some top threes in here too. Before we get started though, one more question I have to ask you. Just in general, when you made your picks, I made mine last night. When you made your picks, did you have a lot of upsets or no? No. Maybe I did though. I don't know. We'll find out. Very helpful. Uh, if you're watching the chat on, no, I didn't. And it wasn't as if I wasn't looking for them. It w- I just found it very difficult for some reason this year to, uh, to come up with any, to mount very many credible arguments. There was one event where it, I have the favorite not finishing in the top three, but that's just because that event's very crowded this year. So it's less a function of that me thinking that specific person isn't capable and more just that events very deep. Okay. Now, before we start the first event, are we wagering anything? Cause we're, we're putting our track knowledge on the line with these picks on the men's and women's side. So what's mm-hmm. our wager? We got to have a wager, right? Three points for first two points for second. It's going to be a lot of, money. I don't know. I know it's it's a lot. Are you sure we want to do this? No, it's not by order. It's just like most people picking pick to be in the top three. So like, doesn't matter your order. Oh, okay. You just have to you go two for three, one for three, or zero for three. Yeah, you get the same amount of credit for first as you do for third, and then whoever has the most correct picks, what do they get? Uh, apparel, a shirt of the other person's choosing. We're, all, oh, so we're both like, trying to. Oh, you're you're going to buy me a, buy you a process t shirt, or I'll buy process. you an Akeem Blake fan club shirt or something. We're both trying to up our wardrobes, I feel like. So that's a positive 
positive thing? This is what we'll do. We'll figure out what the wager Under $50. is by Thursday. We'll figure out what the wager is by Thursday. Before the How about Colt picks the wager? Colt should pick okay, the wager. Yeah. Producer Colt. Colt. Colt, you got a day or two days. Yeah, a day. I'll do some research. Okay. He's going to be like water and Gatorade. <laughs> He's going to be like, guys, there's this thing called money that you can bet. Maybe you should try that. $1,000 a pick. High stakes. All right. If you're watching in the chat, feel free to comment. Try to get to some of those as we go. We're doing these in the order of when the final takes place. So we're starting first with the women's 100. The final is on Friday. Gordon, why don't you start us off on this women's 100? Who is your favorite in this race? I mean, I assume it's the same as you. The favorite is Shakari Richardson. It wasn't she wasn't the favorite two months ago, but now she is after the past few races she's put together from Prefontaine, NYC Grand Prix. Um, Shakari Richardson, the favorite, and uh, I'd be surprised if you don't also agree with that, right? It was actually close because you look at Leah Hobbs, who beat her in New York, ran ten eighty three. Remember, Hobbs also beat her in Florida. So I think you can make an argument for Hobbs over Richardson. I went with Richardson just because they were they've been super duper close, uh, or they were super close in New York City, and then I just like the consistency that Richardson showed in big races from pre on to New York. But I anticipate both Hobbs and Richardson making this team and it'll be a good bit of redemption for Hobbs. Remember last year at trials with the false start and then the DQ and then reinstate, like there was all just chaos around her race. So hopefully for her, she doesn't have any sort of issues like that, but I could see a good case being made for Aaliyah Hobbs as well. Yeah, I can see that. But, you know, I think Richardson, when you go back all the way into 2021, can't ignore how great she was there. Hobbs needed a, like, how did Hobbs get into the final last year at USA's? It was like some, like, she had like a fake false start or something like that. Do you remember that? They, like, yeah, let her so run. They had, yeah. She was de- yeah, well, she was DQ'd, and then there was a protest, and then she was added, and then she ended up getting sixth. But yeah. that's just all that happened because the semifinals and the finals are an hour apart, hour and a half apart. Like all that happened in such a small time period. It's tough to expect someone to bounce back from all that. So I don't think we saw the best Elia Hobbs. I think we're seeing it now. She set a PR for the first time in five years in New York. I think she's always had it. And I think this is gonna be this is gonna be the year she gets into that top three. Who is Gordon? Your sleeper. Do you want to define sleeper or do we just want to let that be a nebulous, fluid term here? It's nebulous. It's fluid. It's flubber. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, yeah. We're not going to define anything. We don't need to define terms, man. It's 2022. We don't need no definitions. Okay. So. So speaking of terms, shout out to you, by the way. I listened to the Paris recap pod and I think you said exposition at some point. And I was waiting yeah. for Colt to come in and be like, nice job, Gordon. But oh, well thanks, man. You. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Good, good job. Um, sleeper. So, my sleeper. Hold on. When we're doing this whole thing, you're not making me go first every time, right? No, we're alternating. Okay, good. 
my sleeper, I was choosing between two people, and I decided to go with the younger one. I'm going with Melissa Jefferson, Coastal Carolina. She surprised everyone in the indoor 60. She didn't have that great of a outdoor NCAA championship. She did make both finals in the one and the two. Uh, but Melissa Jefferson, she's run 1088. She ran that back in mid-May. She's my sleeper because no one is picking the college kid from Coastal Carolina to make this team. I mean, maybe she finds a way to get on the final and get sixth and be in the relay pool. But, yeah, Melissa Jefferson's my sleeper. Hmm. Okay, oh, yeah. I went – there was a couple people that I was bouncing around with, but it was tough to define it, right? So I actually went with Prandini because I think she's Ooh, known more good. as a 200 – well, she's no more as a 200 runner. And then if you look at the entry list, because that time that she ran was wind aided in Florida, she lost to Richardson by a very small amount, but that was wind aided. She's entered at an 11 11. I also thought about Brittany Brown, Sturgis. A lot of people are saying Sturgis in the chat. I, I just I don't know if that qualifies as a sleeper. She was incidentally champion a couple of years back. Um, yeah, there's a, there's, a bunch of people that haven't made a team before. And then you want to say, okay, does that make them, them a sleeper? But they also have finished really well, either in NCAAs or in championships before. So I'm going to go with Prandini on that one, even though, because I feel like in the hundred, she should be considered a sleeper, but there's a lot of women. I'll make my pick first. Okay. And we're, um, you got to make the picks in order. I want, I don't, I want to, you got to go one, two, and three order. Yeah, so so I'll go Richardson, Hobbs, and then I went Tony Terry third. She's been really consistent. Um, Pre was the only race where she was outside the top three. She is always in the mix. So I'm going Tony Terry for that third spot. I agree with you on, my top, on the top two. I'm going Richardson, Hobbs, but I'm going Brittany Brown for that third spot. Brittany Wait Brown. Wait a minute. Yes. I thought for sure you're going to go Daniels. I thought for sure I was too, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm going with Brittany Brown. Brittany Brown. All right. All right. Yeah. Those are the picks. For the, I mean, don't, again, I'm going to say the phrase, don't sleep on Tiana Daniels because, as you mentioned, all she does is make teams. And yep. maybe, maybe now she does qualify as a sleeper, even though she makes all the teams because we win again without picking her. We're doing the exact thing that happens to her every single year we don't learn uh, okay we just never learn no. from our mistakes we just don't learn yeah I, th I mean i think daniels for sure will be in the final and i think it's going to be one of those races where it's, it's wide open especially for that third spot yeah next event reset here women's 1500 which takes place on saturday so there's only one running event final for the women on, on Friday. And so women's hundred. So let's go women's 1500 women's 1500. This is an event where having the standard obviously is a big deal. There's a lot more people who have the standard in on the women's side than on the men's side. Um, I'll start first favorite. It's tough because you got Sinclair Johnson who just ran really well at pre beat uh, Eleanor Prayer St. Pierre. And ran for fourth place and ran 358. But I'm still going with St. Pierre. She's only run once outdoors. So I'm willing to look at the pre-race 
as a rust buster, and it still wasn't even that bad. She got six, Gordon. So St. Pierre is my favorite. Yeah, I agree with that. Because it's her one race, and her one race was a 359, Even it's like, okay, that's your baseline. Your baseline is pretty damn good. Like I feel like Sinclair Johnson is going more closer to her ceiling, uh, which is a great ceiling, don't get me wrong. But I, I agree. I'm with St. Pierre as my favorite as well. She won the trials last year. Um, she's going to be the favorite until she's dethroned in a race that matters, which would be mm. these trials. All right, sleeper, sleeper. Ooh, this is fun. Sleepers in a fifteen hundred are great. So I went with someone who actually doesn't have the standard. But if we're just saying this person finishes top three, like a sleeper to finish top three, I think it still counts because we're not talking about what are they going to make the world championship team. I think we're talking about finishing top three. I went with Danielle Aragon, Gordon. Ooh, yeah. Danielle Aragon. Second at Music City, where she finished ahead of Josette Norris. And then she was eighth at the trials last year. So she's got a, a bunch of experience. I think she could sneak into that top three. Because you feel good about St. Pierre. You feel good about Sinclair Johnson. And then there's question marks on everybody else. And even those top two, this isn't the, you know, Simpson, Houlihan, or like the Roberry Simpson era, where you just 100% pencil those two in. There's no doubt. There's no way anybody else supplants those two and everybody's running for one spot. That's not what this year is. This year, there's a lot more doubt throughout uh, the entry list, and especially so when, it, when you get past those first two. So Aragon was my sleeper. I like that. I was looking towards like sleepers in the 404 range, um, like, you know, Michaela Meyer or uh, um, who was the other one that was like Taryn Rawlings was like a random sleeper I was thinking. But I was going to, I'm going more wild. Go with someone who has been just having a good year all around, and I'll go with Colorado's De Janeiro. Mm. Um, Michaela De Janeiro of Colorado, she's only on 409. But she's the indoor mile champ. She almost won outdoors to Vissa at Bull Miss. But like put together a good fight there. If we get yeah. a weird, crazy kicker's race, why not the 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 young kid out of Colorado? So I'm going Michaela De Janeiro as my sleeper. I don't think she's gonna be top three, but that's the the vibe I was getting when I had to go with picking a sleeper. And no standard for her. Exactly. Correct. The standard, right? Okay. Yeah. Correct. My pick, women's 1500, St. Pierre, Johnson, and then I'm actually going with a person we haven't even mentioned yet, Josette Norris. Now, her indoor season was great. Her outdoor season hasn't been. She was 13th at Pre. She was third at Music City, so she was behind Aragon in that, in that race. Hasn't broken four, but... I go back just a couple of months, made the world indoor team, Gordon, and got fifth indoors. And that was a good women's 1500. Like Ethiopia came to play this year in the women's 1500. So I'm thinking that, that er, those early season races from Norris were more of a rust buster. And we're going to see the 2021 Norris again. And, you know, she didn't make the team for the Olympics, but that didn't go away. Like who she was last year and who she was at the beginning part of this year 
didn't go away. So I'm, I'm confident she's going to find it. And she was just getting herself set and ready with a little bit more championship experience for these championships. And that pre-race is just going to be an afterthought. So I got Norris getting that third spot. Like the Norris pick. I agree with you at the top with, um, I'm going with Pierre, St. Pierre, then Johnson. Then my third, I'm going back to someone who I, I could maybe call the Tiana Daniels of the 1500. I'm going with Corey McGee. Mm. Corey McGee made her first team in 2013. Yeah. That's a long-ass time ago. Nine years ago. <laughs> and she's running well. She's running in the four-flat range. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think she's going to find a way to make another team here. And uh, I have her penciled in for third. Um, Corey McGee turning what looked like just she, – she had like a couple years in between where she kind of probably dealing with injuries and – I think wasn't even making like a final, was kind of messing with the 800 a bit. But now she's back into full form. Doesn't look like she's missed a beat from last year. And I think she's going to finish top three. I think she'll get third in the women's 1500. So, yeah, I'm going with St. Pierre, Sinclair Johnson, and Corey McGee for my top three. All right. Let's go women's 400. That's the next final. That one uh, takes place on. Right or Saturday as well. Who do you think is the favorite in this race, Gordon? Because you have the presence of the college kids. You have a lot of veterans who you see on the start list and you think, oh, they've been, what have they been up to? And then you look at their performances and, oh, a bunch of 52s or some 53s. And then you also obviously have the legend, Allison Felix, looming as well. I'm really curious who you think should be considered favorite if you were setting this line. I was struggling with this one because I think I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to make a college kid the favorite, but like, like, I think the people runners like Kendall Ellis and Lena Irby, they're like outside the top five, in my opinion. Like, I think four of the top five are all going to be college kids, but I just, mm. I know that's not going to happen. That's not possible that four of the top five are all be college kids. So and I don't think Allison Felix is the favorite. So I'm going to go with the NCAA champ, Talitha Diggs, as the favorite. Seems kind of crazy, but that's how this event has been unfolding. So, yeah, Talitha Diggs of Florida is my favorite at USA's. Came to the same conclusion, Gordon. Now, part of yeah. me was swayed by the fact that there was this video that the NCAA made asking athletes at the outdoor championships to describe their performance in one word. And her response was to lethal, which was incredible. Uh, she should get the Bowerman for that. That is my position. That. You'll have to disagree with me uh, strongly. Um, but yeah, 499 looked great. But then you go back, you're like, all right, well, how'd she do at SECs? All right, she's fourth. So it's not set in stone. I mean, she won indoors though. But this thing is so variable. This thing can go in so many different directions. But I think she has to be considered the favorite because everybody else has obvious weaknesses as well, too. Everybody else has many reasons to pick against her. So I think it's Talitha Diggs is a favorite as well, too. Now, my sleeper. 
is where it gets kind of complicated. Because I feel like this is, we're prime for a, wow, that person got seventh at NCAAs and they made the team year. That's like a Will London Will, situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's almost what I think was gonna is gonna happen. So then I went and I, I looked back and was like, all right, well, who you know who could be, you know, is it Tierra Robinson Jones of Texas A and M who has a really fast mark this year, but didn't even make the finals at NCAA's, or is it somebody else from um, the NCAA who actually made the final? I settled on Alexis Holmes, who beat Diggs at SECs. And then at NCAAs was leading into the you know home stretch and ended up getting fourth. So my sleeper is Holmes, but I think there's a group of women. If you look at that NCAA final of the ones who are uh, American, who could who could get into that spot, right? Like Shea Anderson got sixth, and Rosie F. Young. I'm gonna talk about Kennedy Simon in a second, but th- those those were the people who jumped out to me as sleepers, just because. A lot of the veterans, again, they've run a bunch. They just haven't been running very fast. You're going to feel like I'm cheating when I tell you who my sleeper is. My sleeper is Dalila Muhammad. No, that's fair. I almost went in that direction. Yeah. She's my sleeper. That's not cheating. She's only run 51, but I think if she – obviously she has the buy and the 400 hurdles, so she's going to – you know, not messing with Sydney over there at the in the 400 hurdles. She's messing with the college kids in the 400 and Allison Felix. So, Delilah, I think she can find a way. Just not surprise us, but I think she'll find a way to finish, make the final and finish in the top four, if not the top three. And if she's in yeah. the top three, then you have like a, a situation. She doesn't have to make a decision, right? Like, yeah. could Delilah give up her buy? Stay in the no, four, the no, flat four hundred. No, 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 no. Never know. I think she, no, she's never. running the four hurdles. No. no. Okay. Oh, no, I'm just saying. You know, you never know. You never know, man. Are I think running against Sydney McLaughlin is daunting, but she's beat her before. Running against Shawnee Miller Weibo is also daunting as well, too. Yeah, that's yes. true. Equal, <laughs> as daunting. All right. So here are my picks, and the three women represent three different reasons why you'd pick them. Before you make three your pick. Picks. We are. This is the first event where there is a buy. Quinira Hayes. She has entered, but she has a buy. So if you have Quinira Hayes in your top three, then you need to also tell me who your fourth pick is. But if you don't have Quinira Hayes in your top three, then just give me your top three. I don't have her in the top three. So here's my top three. One digs. Hot hand. That's the argument for Talitha Diggs. She just won. NCAAs wasn't too long ago. She can still ride that momentum into USA's. Two, Kennedy Simon. Kennedy Simon. Now, why do you pick Kennedy Simon? Consistency, Gordon. Consistency with Kennedy Simon. She was third at NCAAs, and she's run four times sub 50.7 this year. That's why you pick Kennedy Simon, for the consistency. And then the third pick you pick this person because of greatness. You pick this person because they're clutch. You pick this person because every time they try to make a team, they've made a team. And it would be her 15th consecutive team. And if she makes it individually, meaning if she gets in the top three, she'll have made an individual event in 14 out of 15 
championship races. I'm talking about Allison Felix gets it done again and makes the team. Kevin, I have the exact same order. I have it going Diggs, Simon, and then Felix. So we are in line here. The few, many, the, the, wow. the rare occasions where we agree <laughs> on a situation with regards to people running in circles. And uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm going with Diggs, Simon, and Felix as my top three. Um, maybe Delil Muhammad comes in and sneaks in, but like, yeah, we could have a situation. Ooh, I would like this situation. Delilah gets third, Felix gets fourth, and then Delilah gets to do the whole like, I am scratching the 400 for Allison Felix. Yeah, that's that'll be funny. I'm, but, I think, yeah, most people will be pumped about that. I she said all along she's gonna run the 400 at USA's because she has the buy. This yeah, is Muhammad. Yeah. So it's not a surprise. It's not as if there's been this change in focus, but I don't, I've no. never heard her say, I'm going to run the 400 at Worlds. So yeah. you can, you can put her aside there. I'm going to save all the, oh my gosh, it's insane that we're talking about Felix making the team again. I'm going to save that for the Friday or Saturday pod whenever this race happens. I'm going to wait to see if it actually happens because it's just it, it, unbelievable we're having this discussion because you could go back to when she announced that this was her last season and we we're like, ah, so long. <laughs> Yes, that's it for her, like the way that was phrased and worded, but we'll save that. Okay, similar pick. We'll have to start disagreeing here. This one is tough to forecast. Women's high hurdles, which is on Saturday as well. I will go first. Favorite, man, you go back and forth and back and forth. You look at the descending order list. It's tough. Gordon, it's tough to sort this thing out. Um, I went with the person who's been running really well recently at, in New York. She ran 1240. She's also run 1250 this year. Alicia Johnson, I think, is the favorite. Yep. I'm on, you know, this is going to be a lot of agreeing on this podcast, but I agree. I think Alicia Johnson is the favorite. You would think it would be Kenny Harrison, but just Kenny Harrison's not thrown out consistent, as consistently fast times as Johnson has, and Johnson just coming off a big 1240 win. She has to be the, the favorite. Kind of wild. She's unsponsored. And she's the favorite at the USA Championships in one of the notorious deep events that we have. Yeah, you look at that list right there. Johnson, Marshall, Harrison, Clemens, Cunningham, Jones, Armstrong, Ali. There's, there's a lot of depth there. And then you go even deeper, you see some familiar names from years past. So. Getting a sleeper was tough, too. I just went with Tia Jones as a sleeper because I picked someone who hadn't made a team yet. I thought that met the criteria for being a sleeper, but she's run the third fastest of any American this year with a 12.53. So, and then she's also run 12.59. So she's consistently been in the mix. So Jones is, Jones is my sleeper. Yeah, that's a good sleeper. Um, I was leaning that. I'm going to... Just zag for the sake of zagging. Go with Paula Salmon, Salmon, North Carolina mm -hmm. A&T. Um, I don't think she's going to make top three, but, you know, college kid running pretty well throughout the season. Go with Paula Salmon. Sal is it Salmon or Salmon or Salmon? Uh, salmon? Salmon? I'm not sure. I don't know. We, we can ask when, we, when we're there. Okay. Okay, so then it's time to make a pick, though. And this is where I win against myself. 
I, I did not pick the favorite to make the team just because I think Whoa. it's so crowded. Yeah. Whoa. So I I went with I like what Aaliyah Armstrong's doing. Yeah. Looked great at NCAA's. It's always a tough race to win. It's a high hurdle race at NCAA's. So I put her on there. Tania Marshall's been running really well. I put her on there. And then I also went with I went with a veteran. I went with Kenny Harrison. To, you know, she may not win, but I, I feel like she'll be able to get in the top three. But I think it's going to be very close. I obviously think Jones can make it. I also think, obviously, Alicia Johnson can make it. We should mention, too, Nia Ali has the bye in this race by winning the Doha World Championships. So who do you have in your top three? Well, what's your order? Oh, that was my order. It's Armstrong. Sorry, Armstrong, Harrison, Marshall is my order. Yeah, I think our favorite's going to make the team. I think she's going to win. I think Johnson wins. I think Marshall gets second. Then I think Armstrong gets third. I think Kenny Harrison doesn't make the team. Interesting. Interesting. I just, I don't know. Sidebar, what do you think the event will be where the collegians on the women's side have the most impact? Uh, be the four hundred probably, four hundred. Yeah, sure, for sure, four hundred. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a field event out there, but four hundred and the hundred hurdles. I mean, Marshall and Armstrong. So well, Marshall's not but, in college. Marshall. Not oh, in yeah, college. Marshall's. Not, I'm just. Yeah, I'm confused. If Stark was, if Stark was still healthy, uh, yeah, she could have been the next. And in general. For men and women, do you think we're going to leave the meet going, man, the college kid just ran out of gas. The schedule did not work for them. Or are we going to say, man, the college kids really took advantage of only having a week in between? I think we're going to justify either position. I think. Well, I know, but are they going to overperform or underperform <laughs> is what I'm saying. I think they're going to perform to their ability. Okay, great. That's really helpful. All right. Next event. <laughs> just... Colt, what do you think? Gordon, I want to play. College kid is going to overperform or underperform? They're going for every gold. Every gold will be won by a college. Athlete. Okay, so Colt is going overperform. Hey, that's good. See, but, that's called having an opinion on. and standing on your word, Gordon. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We got Stephen A. Colt over you there. You wanting me to choose over or underperform? How come I'm not allowed to pick? Like, they're going to do – they're not going to overperform, and they're also not going to underperform? They're all going to run? No, that wasn't a choice. Their ability? You had two choices. You had two choices. But that's a possibility. Not- it's possible that they all perform to their abilities. I'm going to look None for a new co-host in the chat. None of them get what, a, what is it? What? Got to have a hotter take, Gordon. Hotter takes needed. The hot yeah. take is they run their exact PR that they own. No. That's a hot take. To All the hundredth of a second, they run exactly the time that they that their PRs are? Need a better take. And if you could relate it to Kevin Durant and or the Cowboys, that would be preferable. Let's keep moving, though. All right. Talk about LeBron. <laughs> Did you see the Kyrie Irving news? Would LeBron... No, there's not actually Kyrie Irving news, is there? There is. Oh, no. All right. He's uh, apparently that. that he might enter free agency. Might go to the How Knicks. will that impact the high hurdles? Okay. Women's foreign hurdles on Saturday. Gordon, who's your favorite? The women's foreign hurdles. Ooh, this is a hard one. I, was, I spent the most time thinking about this. I think it's, uh, I think it's Sydney. I think Sydney is the best 400-meter hurdler. In 2022, this year, I mean, she's mm-hmm. won. She's run what 51.46. That's pretty fast, right? So, 
I went with it. I was like, you, why not? So, yeah, no, obviously it's Sydney McLaughlin. She is the world favorite. She's the U.S. favorite. She's the favorite. She's the best runner across all events right now, in my opinion. Um, she should if she's if she keeps running like this, she could maybe win Athlete of the Year. Um, in the the World Athletics Athlete of the Year, yeah, Sydney McLaughlin is the favorite. Duh. We don't really need to have a discussion there. Yeah, we, yeah, we we can move through this one pretty quickly. I for sleeper. It drops off pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, I put Masai Russell as a sleeper from Kentucky. Also um, from Duke. She made that four-minute hurdle final as well, too. Um, Blanking on the name right now. Laura Hoffman, excuse me, ran 55 mid. I mean, she's someone who could factor in. But in general, I'll just go to my pick right here. McLaughlin, Muhammad, and then Britton Wilson. Is Muhammad running it? She's entered. But do you think she's entered entered? She doesn't need to be entered. So All right, you you want me to pick another person then? I guess I'd go yeah, in a Cockrell. I don't think I don't think Muhammad's going to run the final. I just I just don't think it's All right, I'll go Cockrell then. Who do you have? Okay, so your your 3 are what? Sydney Sydney Wilson Cockrell. Okay. Cassandra like Tate could factor in there too. Tate's been solid, but yeah, I'm going with uh, Sydney Wilson Tate. Okay, I would have loved to pick Anna Hall though. Anna Hall would have been in my top three. It's incredible. She's she's behind this year: McLaughlin, Wilson, Muhammad, and then it's Anna Hall. Yeah, and so if everything went to form and Muhammad got the buy, she would go. Um, Wilson, it's we talked about this before. She could make it in the quarter too, flat quarter. But I think she's good enough in this too. She's not risking that much, especially with four spots available. Yeah. If it was a Olympics and there was only one spot basically left because of Sydney and Delilah, I think you can make a solid argument for her to run the quarter. But yeah, I get it. I get it in this situation. If she runs the race that she's capable of, she'll have no problem. You think Shamir Little or Ashley Spencer, two women who have always been in the running for top three positions over the past like five years, do you see so any Little, of them making it into this top three? Yeah. So I mean, you have the Sydney and Delilah situation, which I mean, obviously, I put Sydney ahead of Delilah right now, but just based on last year's. Then you have like Wilson, and then that next group of the people who are running, you'd have Tate, who's run fifty four eight, Cockrell, who's won fifty five oh nine. But she's, you know, all these women are capable of, of more. And then you'd have Little, who's run 55 49, um, Spencer 55 63, just like a lot of 55s there. So is one of them going to be able to come up and run a 53? I think that's the question. I, I would pick Cockrell out of that trio, or I guess group of four, because Tate, Cockrell, Spencer, Little. Hopefully, someone uh, in the chat is keeping track of all these picks, so we don't. Well, I have mine written down. Okay. Are you not writing yours down? I don't have mine written down. Okay. Well, if we're going to do a bet, you need to write them down because I don't trust you to accurately. Like we can check the tape, right? We can listen back to the podcast. 
how do you not have? Okay, I'm not even gonna ask. How are you picking if you don't have a written down? What is your research, man? Like I There's got re- notes okay. page. Oh, it's only as. Um, where's my research? It's in yeah, like as Excel m- sheets all over my computer that I've been well, updating throughout the entire year. But if you don't have the pick written down, I don't know. As a great Mike Holloway would say, do your research, Gordon. All right, women's five thousand. We are on to which day? Women's five Sunday. We're on a Sunday now. Ooh, women's five thousand. I think it's my turn to say the favorite. It is Krisha Schweizer. She won the ten thousand. She just ran four flat in a fifteen hundred. When she ran that ten thousand, she beat Alicia Monson, and that victory just increased in value because Alicia Monson went to Europe and ran fourteen thirty one. So that is a really good win to have. It is Christian Schweizer who is the favorite to double up. Yes, I agree. Christian Schweizer is the favorite. It would have been Elise Cranny, but we are kind of in the dark with her. So because of that, you have to go with the known, and the known is Schweizer. We saw her win the 10K. We saw her run four flat. Mm-hmm. We, she's, she's the overall favorite. Now, before right, let's talk sleepers. But let me, uh, can I go first in sleeper? Hold on, first, Colt, go down to the five k on this one, just so folks can see the uh, who has the standard. Yeah, that five k right there with Monson, Cranny, Frerix, who's not running. Norris, I think she's going to put more in on the fifteen, and if she makes the fifteen, she would scratch. So you have a a lot of people who aren't actually going to be running that race. But yeah, go ahead, sleeper. I'm going with someone who does not have the standard. I'm going with Caitlin Tui. She doesn't have the standard, but I think um, I think it's going to be a fast-paced race. I think she could probably get it in the final. I also think she is currently in the world ranking quota, so she may not 100% need to get the standard. She could maybe find a way to get in without it. The odds of Caitlin Tui getting third in this in this race are pretty hard and rare so i don't think she's a sleeper to make the team but i do think she's a sleeper in general i mean coming off an nca title she's coming into form she's run 406 i believe in a 1500 which yep. you know it's fast against some of these other women that's in that same range i mean not four flat range but it's it's close there she's not running 410 she's running 406 um so yeah i think caitlin Tui is my sleeper I th- still think she's a year away. Mm-hmm. I think she's more prone to be able to make the team in 2023. But similar to, you know, sometimes these college kids, they need to get their, their feet wet in the first championship. Um, is this her first USA's? It has to be, right? Um, was she at the trials last year? I don't remember. Probably not. Yeah, she probably wasn't. So, yeah. Anyway, Caitlin Tui, my sleeper. It's funny to consider her a sleeper. Little-known athlete from the state of New York named Caitlin Tui. Yeah. Well, she's been, she ran really well in that 15, and remember she front-ran that thing? I saw, I was thinking about her for the 15. That would obviously be very tough just because she doesn't have standard, but that's one where if a couple of things break the right way and the race goes the right way, make some good tactical decisions, she could factor in. But my sleeper... Shouldn't really be a sleeper. She's made teams before, but Enfeld. Because I think people will be pulling for her after just missing the 10,000 meter team. 
So I went with her. She looked pretty good you know, coming back from, from injuries. But my top three, you ready for my top three? Because I did some research because I'm like, what's Cranny been up to? Apparently, she paced at the Portland Track Festival, and then there was video of her running on Instagram. So I was like, all right, it's enough for me. That's, I just need to see that, right? We know how much you post on Instagram sometimes reflects what kind of shape you're in, and she had at least one post. So I'm going Schweizer. I'm going Schweizer and Cranny. And then for my third pick, continuing my tradition of always picking this person to make every team that they contest until they actually do. Wayne Kalati. I'm just going to keep picking Wayne Kalati. It's got to happen. Eventually, it's got to land on, you know, yeah. double zero in the roulette table. Eventually. Yeah. I like the, I like the Wayne Kalati eventual pick. Like, it's a good investment because you're going to be right soon. It, it, you thought it was last year, but then the the heat in the 10K kind of screwed everything yeah. up. And it was a, she just turned American like 24 hours beforehand. Um, I like the Kalati pick. The cranny investigation. So can you give me a little, you just, how much did she pace? Like, what, uh, how much of the, I think, didn't she pace? People can help. Okay. Someone in the chat says the 15 and the 5k. She paced both. Okay. And then wow. in the video on Instagram, she was running a rep with Krisha Swizer. Okay. So that made me feel good. Cause then I'm thinking, well, was that just for an Instagram video? If so, that'd be very clever. But I thought, no, they they were actually running a rep. Don't know how long the rep was, but if you're anywhere near Christian Swizer right now, I feel good about your fitness. I don't know, man. It just seems so weird for her to pull out that 10K the way she did. Just like with mm -hmm. the reason being I'm not feeling myself. You only get so many, like, I'm just hesitant to like believe in 10 second clips and pacing efforts to be like, all right, you're ready to go. But at the so same time, pick? she is so much better than everyone mm. else. So it's like, what's more important to me? Like if she was a well, contender, yeah, not be, if she was like in the contender status, as opposed to like dominant status, yeah, it might look differently. So this one I struggled over. I also struggled over whether or not St. Pierre is going to be in the race. She is entered as a no time. I think she, mm -hmm. like, I have St. Pierre and Cranny in my top three, but neither of them could show up, right? Cranny could DNF and yep. St. Pierre could DNS. Yeah, So correct. I'm going with Schweizer for the win. I'm going with your 1,500-meter athlete. I think she doesn't make it in the 15. It does, I think she comes back and makes it in the five. I'm going with Josette Norris. To get second. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to either be Cranny or Kaladi. Screw it. I'm going Kaladi. I think mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm willing to be wrong in the whole Cranny thing. If Cranny's healthy and fine, it's going to be Cranny. I'll put that as a little asterisk, but I don't like guessing. So I'm just going to go Schweizer, Norris, Kaladi. That's my, that's my. Next up, women's 800. Not hard to figure out this one. Nope. Let's just do, let's just get this out of the way. Favorite a thing, Mo, correct? I think so. <laughs> and the team, Mo, Rogers, Ajay Wilson, you got that? 
Um. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I want to not have that. I want to some. I want. Where are your spreadsheets? No, I mean, I have Mo, Rodgers, and Wilson, but I, you know who I want to be in the top three. Come on. You want to be in the top three? Yeah. Oh, you want, yeah, Sage Herda. Yes. To fulfill the prophecy of being the next Kate Grace. Well, hey, hold on, though. When Kate Grace made that uh, team, big old fall, 2016 Olympics, maybe. Dude, if there is a fall and. (laughs) And and Sage Herda makes the team. You're gonna be like Gordon. What are what's the next lotto numbers? Because you be like, yeah. hey, How do you know this? You so. did some crazy, crazy voodoo stuff. Okay. Well, I think we should focus in on who the sleeper would be, because you yeah. got Allie Wilson's run one fifty eight. Nia Aikens has run real fast this year. But I went in another direction with my sleeper. I went with the NCAA champ, Schofield, Christy Schofield. Just I'll be wild. Well, it's sleeper. I don't again, this three I feel more confident about than any other three in the entire meet. Are they the most decorated big three in an, any event? They probably are. Or most established. Because obviously got, the Forger yeah. Hurdles has a big two, but they don't really have a big three the way mm-hmm. this is. I mean, Rogers champion, Mo champion, Wilson is an indoor champion. They all have a gold global medal. Well, Roger didn't have a gold, though. Oh, she got second. She got second that year? I thought she won. I don't know why. Sorry. Um, I, I just ruined my take. But you get, you get my point. They all have a I, legit medal. I think, I think women's four hurdles would be ahead of it just on the power of the big two. I think that's enough there. But mm-hmm. there's no clearer delineation in this meet between three and four than this race yeah rogers had a silver in 19 and then a bronze in 21 so okay. it was silver sorry about that she won or something so who's your sleeper i mean i think it's sage herda but does that count can i have her as my sleeper sure sure okay sure sure sage herda. you've earned that you've earned that right thank you well let's to make to to spice this up a little bit how fast does the thing mo run yeah, okay. So we're changing. Yeah, for this one, okay. It's either going to be not impressive or incredibly impressive. Stop the presses. Hot take. <laughs> Cole, can you get like a hot take drop here? Gordon is just. I know. Duke has you know, lost the game. Them. They're you either going to run fast or they're going to run slow. Yeah, but no, like, it's going to be. She's either going to win in like 157 high or she's going to run like a 155 low. Yeah, that's my question. What is she going to do? That's my question. Which one of those two is she going to do? I think... You've ruled out a 156. Colt, he's ruled out 156. He is not feeling the 156 time prediction. It's not going to be 158 or 59 or two flat because the race isn't just going to play off that way. Those are out as well, too. Eliminate those times. You got you, you have to figure out what her vibe is. Because she's gonna decide this. She can do whatever she wants. It's a matter of does she want to? She hasn't raced that much this year. So I could think that she'd be willing to put in a hard effort. It is three weeks away from worlds. 
she's probably thinking about this is like round zero of her road to winning another global gold. So she may not want to run a 155 in round zero, but yeah, you know what? I think her coach is going to be like, this is round zero, no 155s. She's going to run 157.9. That's what I'm going with. I've never heard someone take so long to come up with something so incorrect. She's going to run fast. That was the answer. You could have said that in 20 seconds. We could have moved on. She's running 155. That's what's okay. going to happen. Her 157 was easy that she ran the Diamond League. Wilson and Rogers are good. They're good runners. They're going to come to play. She's going to need to run fast to win. I don't think she's going to shut down early. I think she's going to go hard through the line. She's going to run 155. Fair enough. That's it. Uh, Bill in the chat says, Gordon's predicting in the range of 155 to 203. That about sums it up. Just On one hand, she could run fast. On the other hand, she could run slow. I just didn't do a good job. I just didn't do a good job at communicating what was going on in my head. I think that's why. This, that's why I, I come off. That's a common theme for you. I just thought you'd reverted to the spreadsheets. You mean talking? Communicating what's going on in your head? <laughs> Guys, come on. Stop picking on me. I have feelings. All right. Women's two, 3K two more, steeplechase. Two more running events. Two more running Steeplechase. Right? Another one that looks kind of chalky. Looks kind of chalky here, Gordon. Favorite? Who do you got? I got Emma Coburn. I got Courtney Frerichs. Why are you taking Coburn over Frerichs as favorite? Coburn beat her at pre and then ran the 404, 1500. Just a little bit more to go off of. They're obviously very close. Yeah, I just feel like... um, What's the age difference? How old is Emma Coburn? I feel like she's been relevant for like... Ever. Coburn's 31. And Courtney Frerichs is 29. Oh, they're actually not that far apart. I thought maybe, I guess that makes sense because Frerichs was in college for a pretty long time. I think she almost did like a fifth year. So Mm -hmm. it kind of, you think she's like, oh, younger, coming from a college, but she was an older college grad. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see Coburn, obviously. I mean, I think they're co-favorites, if anything. Would you agree with that? Can you, can we do that as a, a favorite? Can we call them co-favorites? No, because you're just trying to find the middle ground on everything here to the point of annoyance. So, no, I'm not giving you that. Ordinarily, okay. I would. But in the light of this show, no. That that request has been denied. I got Coburn. You're taking Frerichs. Got, That's fine. I, got I don't think you're hurting anybody's feelings there. They're really even. No. This yeah. is a, a very even rivalry between the two. Uh, sleeper. I got Kaylee delay 925 at NCAAs and it was an amazing performance for her. She lost to Waymit by such a big margin, but she was ahead of third place by a good amount. She ran a lot of that by herself, which makes me think she could go a bit quicker if she has more company. So I like, I like delay as a sleeper, although I'll just tell you my pick right now, Coburn Frerichs. Waymart, I don't see that changing. Yeah, I agree with you on the top three. I'm going Frerichs, Coburn, Waymart. Um, and I think Rodenfels, Annie Rodenfels, 
she ran that 925 a lot earlier in the season back in end of April. Um, but, you know, Kaylee DeLay, I think, may be maxed out coming off NCAAs and a little bit younger in kind of being at this stage. Annie Rodenfels has been on the, the pro circuit for a few years now. So uh, I'm going with Rodenfels as my sleeper. That's a good pick. That's a good pick as Thank well. Thank you. You know, after after eight picks and you finally give me a good pick, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I expect you to say there's really nine or ten sleepers in this race. <laughs> oh, this race? This is going to be the worst prelim, prelim round ever. Like, just whenever I watch 3K steeple prelims, I want to shoot myself you say in the head. I, you, because you say this it is, all the time. You, you say this they all make time. no sense. They eliminate no one of of notoriety it's just like we're yeah, wasting yeah, yeah. 35 minutes of our lives watching the great athletes just jog it's like what are we doing here that yeah. in the first round of the 400 hurdles they need to get rid of the first round of the 400 hurdles go right to semifinals and they need to get rid of the first round of the steeple just go right to finals there's no reason we need to separate 909 coburn from a 1002 random athlete mm -hmm. it's like what are we doing Uh, the saying in the mix zone is there's never been an interesting steeple prelim. I still think we're waiting on that to happen. Just because it's never – on the U.S. side, there's just not – even in at world championships, there's not many upsets. Favorites always seem yeah. to, to go through. Okay. 200. 200. What do you think Ooh, about – 200. Is it on me? We could – we could disagree a bit on this one. I could, I could see some people going a bunch of different directions on this one. I mean, I, I see you going very one, one specific direction. So I'm not talking about you, but I meant the general public. Yeah, go ahead. You can start this one off. I mean, the favorite is Abby Steiner. And, I'm, and I actually truly believe that. I'm not taking – I obviously I'm – obviously I predicted Abby Steiner like five years ago. But with Gabby Thomas pulling out of NYC Grand Prix – on top of Steiner running 21.8, the gap has closed. Yes, Thomas has the establishment, has the veteran presence coming off of getting a global, a, a world a Olympic medal in this event. But I just, Thomas isn't running. If this was the Thomas from like Texas Relays, then maybe mm -hmm. out, then I probably would put Thomas one. But Abby Steiner is my favorite. And you guys know if you've listened to the podcast for the past, like, two and a half years. Yeah, I got Thomas still. The bronze medal. I know she hasn't raced since the end of May, but the, she only skipped one race. I don't think we should overreact to that one race. And she was sub-22 in Doha. I think she should be considered the favorite. I have her on the team. Sleeper, though. Who do you have as a sleeper? This one was hard. Shakari? Is that good? Does that qualify? I don't know if she can be considered. That's a sleeper. sleeper. No one is thinking of Shakari Richardson in this two hundred. You don't wait. Right. You can't hold on. You can't tell me I can't pick my sleeper. Like you, you're not my hundred here. I 100% can. You on your high horse coming no. off of Father's Day yesterday and all your kids yeah. getting you gifts and cards and I ties? Did, I know? did spend Come most on. of yesterday telling my kids 
which ones, which athletes qualified as sleepers or not. You're right. You got me. You got me. Shakira Richardson's a sleeper in the 200. Okay. She wouldn't make the 200 team. Would you be surprised? No. Really? No. Especially if she wins the 100? No. If if she does what she does in the. When has anybody made a team in 100 and then you're surprised when they come back later in the meet and make the team in the 200? You're surprised when they don't. 2022 Shakira Richardson is when you're surprised. No. All right. I'll let you pick it. Here's my sleeper, Tamara Clark. She's my sleeper. Tamara Clark's my sleeper. Okay. She. Fourth in Doha, fifth in Eugene, second in New York City. She has some losses to some folks, um, but she's consistently in the mix. And I think if we have a situation where 200, end of the meet, there's some unexpected scratches, there's some unexpected underperformances, I think someone like Clark could take advantage. I've been kind of watching her all year, starting with that Texas Relays run, which is really good. I also think Anavia Battle. Does she qualify? She made the Olympics last year, but she was third at NCAAs behind Steiner and Ophelia. But that was an all-time race, so I don't think we should count her all the way out as well either. And then, I mean, Prandini's not a sleeper. But what's your pick? Give me your pick. Abby Steiner, one. Yeah, Abby Thomas, two. However, again, I'm more concerned about this pulling out of NYC Grand Prix than I guess anyone else. But, you know, just yeah. putting that out there. Not. Let's not be surprised if all she, Gabby also pulled out of the 100. So she's like looking like I can't, yeah. you know, that's a factor. Like, I think it means something, but I'm going to still pick her. Steiner one, Thomas two. And then third, I think the disrespect that we've been given this athlete, uh, she's going to be able to, I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to give her the respect. I picked her in the 100, and I think she gets third in this 200. I think Brittany Brown makes both teams. I think she gets third in the 200. Yeah, there's, what disrespect are you talking about? I have her too. I have her as well. I have well, Thomas, you know, Steiner, and Brown. When she, ran her 10, when she ran her 10-6, like when they did, you know, no one was like putting Brittany Brown in like the conversation with Aaliyah Hobbs and Shakari. No one was putting Brittany Brown in the conversation with Steiner and Thomas. Like Nobody. You know, how many – how many – how many podcasts are you listening to? Just mine. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> exactly. You're talking about yourself. Well, it's crazy wind, right? Yeah. Like you can. There's nuance to that stuff. I just think she's proven herself in the two uh, enough times to where, yeah. yeah, she's a threat. I don't have her in the one, but I have her in the two, which I'm pretty sure she would be happy with, regardless. So I go Thomas Steiner Brown. You go Steiner Thomas Brown. Correct. Yes. So we end on some chalk in the running events. Um, All right. Field events. We'll do some winners. Winners in the field events or other notes. Let's start first with women's long jump. Uh, Monet Nichols of Texas Tech has the best mark of the season. But I'm actually going with the NCAA champion here, Gordon, from Florida, Jasmine Moore, who beat her at NCAA says jump 682 this year. I like more. I like Nichols more. So what I do there? I like Monet. I do. Reason? She's ranked number one in my book. That's my reason. I don't need a reason. Get your spreadsheet. I don't need to justify out. my picks to you. Critique my okay. uniqueness of how I think 
I think Mo's going to run her 800. I'm going with yeah. Monet Nichols for the win. All right. Um, Quenisha Burks, Claire Bryant, Tara Davis in the mix as well. Triple jump. Triple jump. Only three women in this group, Gordon, have jumped over 14 meters this year. That's Couture Orgy, Tori Franklin, and Jasmine Moore. So I feel good about that being the team for Agreed. the World Championships. But I'm going to go with Orgy 14.76 just, what, nine days ago as of this recording in, in Chula Vista. So I'm going with Orgy. But I think Moore makes both teams. Yeah, I think Moore makes both teams. Orgy, you got to go veteran, even though Tori Franklin is also a veteran. But Orgy is still the queen of the triple jump in my book. Mm-hmm. High jump. High jump. I mean, if you haven't been paying attention to well, if you haven't been paying attention to high jump and you're thinking to yourself, is Vesha Cunningham still just dominating the US? The answer, yes. Yes. I'm here to tell you she has been, if you haven't been paying attention. Best three jumps of the year. I think she wins. It would be a big upset if she finished outside the the top three. I got Vashti Cunningham. Yep. Vashti, same here. Vashti. Let's see. Pole vault. Pole vault. Sandy Morris, undefeated this year, Gordon. She just won in Rome. She's got three of the top four U.S. marks. She's jumped 481. And she's gone against Katie Najat a lot this year. Uh, 6-0 and against Najat. You also got Emily Grove in there, who's entered at a 475. Groover at a 471. But I think this is another Morris U.S. title. Confirm. That's all I got to say. I confirm. Discus. Discus. Another big favorite here. Valerie Allman. And it's not close. She has the buy too. Oh. Maybe she only does one throw and then calls it a day. No, keep throwing, Valerie. We want to see it. She's got what? The best seven winning marks by an American athlete this year. Uh, Paris, she just won 68-68. She's the lock of all locks. Bet your house on it, Valerie Allman. If she competes. Bet your house. Holy, in this economy? She... Yes. 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 100%. You've been waiting to say that one. Women's shot. Chase Ely just joined the 20-meter uh, club. 20.21. I think that's the pick, right? Yeah, she's the pick. I think Aquila from Ohio State. Could find a way to upset Ely if Ely has a bad day. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's Ely with maybe a hint of Aquila having a chance to upset her. But I'm going to go with Ely. And then Ramsey in there as well, who won in New York. She's got some solid throws this year. I think those three are solid. That's a solid top three. Yeah. Something would, something unpredictable would have to happen. Very unpredictable for, have to happen for that group to get upset javelin javelin maggie malone carol winger now let me tell you this uh malone's only thrown once this year one time gordon she's only dusted off the old javelin once but she beat winger um and winger hasn't beaten her since 2019 are you gonna go with winger or malone winger I'm alone. I'm alone on this one. Um, she's fresh. She's only thrown once. I don't know. Like 
Malone, we were talking about having a shot to to medal last year at the Olympics. Didn't work out. I'm sure you had her in a parlay at some point uh, to get the win. Yeah. But, yeah, winger, man. So consistent. Incredible consistency throughout Kara Winger's career. She's always in the mix. Um, and and she's she's looking good this year, too. So I think both women will end up making it. Uh, and then last event, hammer throw. Hammer throw. Brooke Anderson, 79.02 this year, set a PB. Uh, Janae Casanovoy beat her at the USATF Throws Festival. Only the second time in her career uh, that she beat Anderson. So I think Anderson, though, will get back on track um, and get the win here. I'm going Brooke Anderson. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, Brooke Anderson for the win. Uh, there is one thing I want to talk about for the rest of these. Uh, the uh, the rest for the, these field events is there's a, not a lot of athletes with standards in these events. So check this out. The most athletes with the standard is the shot put. Six athletes have the standard in the shot put. Pole vault and hammer throw, five each. Long jump, only four have the standard. Triple jump and discus throw, only three. And then javelin and high jump, only one person has the standard each. So in these field events, while we're going to have fields of 12, 16, whatever, it's really down to mm-hmm. select few who actually are going to be eligible to make this team if no one has an incredible PR. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, most people – this is a five or under for having a standard in these field events. And then yeah, so high, like, jump and, w- high jump and javelin is just one each. Yeah, so winger doesn't have it in the in the jav. We should mention Price has the buy in the hammer. Allman has the buy, as you said, in the disc. And then Maggie Ewan has the buy in the shot. But U.S. was just cleaning up in the women's yeah. women's throws the last couple of years uh, between the Diamond League and between the uh, World Championships. So, yeah, you're right. High jump, keep an eye on that. I don't know. Have you looked back on world rankings on that stuff? Are we going to have another controversy there in the women's high jump? Probably. I mean, they're the latest, uh, have, has the latest world ranking come out yet? Let me check. Uh, no, it hasn't. So the next world ranking comes out on June 21st. So it comes out on tomorrow. And then we'll know basically where you are in your world ranking position kind of going into the finals. So, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, because I know that's always a common issue. Yep, yep, yep. And the, there was last time. But like women, yeah, it was women's high jump. Jelena Rowe, Rachel Glenn, Rachel McCoy, Anique McPherson, Elizabeth Evans are all entered at, you know, above 190. What is the, let me look at the standard for that women's high jump. It is 196. So actually, because you know how the qualifying window goes back like a little farther than this year, right? So, yeah, I mean they're gonna have to they're gonna have to jump crazy high. Vashti, on the flip side of things, Vashti has even less pressure on her. Yeah, uh, I see in the chat Donovan Drayton said Michelle Athery is on the team because she won the NACAC championships. That's not true. the The team is who got top three at USA's and then also add in Kendall Williams because she got to the buy for winning the combined events tour from last year. But anyway, but in the chat, in the chat, type one, if you think I had better picks, 
type two if you thought it was Kevin. We're gonna let the the people vote. And but did they all have the standard? They like more. Did they all What's have that? the standard word? On the on the hemp path one. Did they all have the standard? I believe they do. Let me double check. Road to Oregon. Um. Pretty sure. Yeah, because. Gordon's Googling. Ooh, maybe. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Actually, maybe, uh, maybe I'm Gordon wrong. Disagreed the, Gordon disagreed with the chat. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. But like. Yeah, uh, I'm wrong. Yeah, so it's, it's Williams, Bogard, Anna Hall, and Michelle Atherley. I was wrong with the, who had the standard. Bogart got in. That's kind of wild that Bogart got in. It's just weird because, like, Athery's getting in by the NACAC champ, but then also mm -hmm. so is Kendall Williams getting in by the wild card. And I didn't know you could have a NACAC champ and a wild card be eligible, mm -hmm. but I guess you can. So, yeah, Bogart, Hall, and Atherley are your, your real three, and then Kendall Williams is the wild card on top. So apologies. I was incorrect. Corrected myself just in time. I appreciate the chat for helping me out. Donovan, you the Donovan, goat. You're right. Donovan, you're Gordon right. Donovan, you're right. You're the goat. Gordon owes you a beverage of your choice. Yes. If you're, you're in Eugene. Yeah. Or Austin. Or, or Philadelphia. Or Philadelphia. Uh, okay, so one was you and then two was me? Yeah. Yeah, you're getting crushed, man. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Cole, Cole, who do you think had the better picks? You're a judge. Well, it could be one or it could be two. Let me sit here and think <laughs> about it for a while. God dang it. It's going to go 1.5. Oh, man. All right. So, again, the schedule, we're going to record tomorrow, Tuesday, for the men's preview, 9 a.m. Central Time. And then the next time we do the pod will be Thursday from Eugene in the late afternoon, early evening, and then we'll continue those every day um, at the conclusion of the meet. Those last two days on Saturday and Sunday, we'll wait an hour after the meet wraps to start them, but we'll give you more information on those as it gets closer. So I think that's it. Gordon, any last words for the women's preview? Nope. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow, 9 a.m., and uh, see how many picks – you get wrong this time, Kevin, because I think I'm going to smoke you. Can you actually write yours down? Now you have to like listen back to the pod and like write yours down. I don't think you're going to do that, though. It's, just... it's all in here, bro. It's all in here. Yeah. I'm not. If we're making a bet, though, that Colt is deciding, I need more than it's all in here, bro. That's what I, I, I need it written <laughs> down on paper or on, in an email. Can we do that? Okay. We'll figure it out. Or I'll, maybe I'll just say I won, and then it's on you to prove that I did it. Like, no, I'm not. No, that's not how a bet works. Thanks, Colt, for producing. Thanks, everybody who watched live and everybody who downloaded later. Uh, FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the FlowTrack Podcast YouTube page. Didn't forget about the member show. We'll plan the member show when we're in Eugene. We're going to do two of them, actually. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.